Welcome to the Digital Ascent Podcast. This is episode 0001. Today we'll be discussing password managers, password hygiene, and more. We hope you enjoy. Okay, it sounds like we're all on board. We're going to talk about Brent's run-in with a password scare. We're going to talk about password managers. We're going to talk about um, password hygiene. We're going to talk about some best practices. And then uh, after all that, it's going to be the fun stuff, the fun topic. We're going to talk about... Uh, Number one video games, past and present. So, I can't um, wait to tell you all why I'm right and you're wrong. I can't <laughs> tell you guys that. Yeah. Well, all you right. just you hold okay, your you hold your horses. Down. We're gonna do my calm topic first. I'm gonna tell, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm right and why you guys are wrong first. Oh, I'm here for it. All man. Right. Let's do it. All right, <laughs> all right, um, Brent. Do you want to kind of tell tell us your story and um, you know tell tell run the yourself through the mud, Brent. Run yeah, I, I will certainly run myself through the mud. Exactly. And, and, and Get it. you guys have heard, some of you guys have heard this, but I know our audience has not. And this is a good example of just how, just how easy it really is, especially when you're not thinking about it, you're doing other stuff when it occurs and you're just not being as adamant about it as, as you possibly could be. So I, so as far as like discord and all that, a lot of these services have little like streamer perks, content creator perks and stuff like that. Discord has something called hype squad. And that is something that I signed up for notifications on ages ago to say, Hey, when you guys have openings again, send me, send me a message, send me an email, send me whatever, you know, however they notify you that there's something available. There's a spot available. Well, there, you know, I'm sitting there one day I'm working and I get a message on discord and there it is. There's that, the fabled message that says, Hey, hype squad just opened back up, click here to apply. And it looks official. It's, it's a discord message. It has, you know, an official looking avatar an official looking name. Wait, Brett. And so this, this is a discord group. What, what a, is, it, well, I've never a, heard of hype squad before. What is that? It's so it's, it's like a, um, it's like a ad, not really an ad revenue. It's like a partner program almost for for content creators so you kind of like you're advertising discord and you're you're kind of hyping them up and they give you resources to kind of feed back into your content creation as well okay sort of deal. okay that makes so sense. it's like it's like it's like a tit for tat sort of deal yeah 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 so so i get that message and you know just kind of without thinking about it i i click the link you know which is that's error number one but we'll come back to that mm-hmm. i click the link Page loads up. It looks just like the Hype Squad page I remember. And I go ahead and I click. It's, you know, I scroll down to the bottom where it used to say, hey, we're no longer, you know, we're not taking any applications right now. It says, hey, apply now. I'm like, sweet. You know, and let me go ahead and do this really fast because I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Brent said I, I made the button. it. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> said you know, I, I made it, it man. <laughs> <laughs> so I click the button and it brings up your typical Discord login page, just like we've all seen before. And so I, I go ahead and I, I, you know, I use my, my password manager to autofill my username and password. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I hit, I hit sign in. Did it, did it automatically fill or did you have to like copy and paste out? It automatically filled it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It automatically filled it. So it detected it as a proper discord login page. And then, so then my multi-factor thing popped up and without even thinking about it, I went ahead and filled in my my you know six digit multi-factor code and i hit log in and nothing happened mm. 
And so that was, you know, so now I'm like, well, what's going on? Is my ad, you know, my ad blocker blocking something that, you know, I need or whatever. Mm. I, I turn mm. that off. I hit login again and I type in my MFA and still nothing. So now at this point, the second attempt now, keep in mind, I've done this twice. I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, something's wrong here. I go, so what I do is I I knew something was up. And so I Google searched the hype squad page just to make sure like, okay, let me look. And it wasn't the same subdomain. So I was like, oh, Oh. hmm, Uh what's going on here? And so I load up the page that it's, you know, it showed up in Google and that page looks just a tad bit different. It was animated. It had like the backgrounds are animated and stuff. And I was like, well, God, I do remember the animations. Like it was a much prettier page. And what I did is I start, I go back to the old page and I start hovering over all the links, like the contact us about us and all that. They all reference back to the same page. None of the links are actually programmed. I did a, I opened up the source code and you can tell it had a, a little stamp down at the bottom and it was some application. I don't remember what the application was, but it was some type of HTML or website copier utility that someone had used and the, and the signature was still in the code, the HTML code at the very bottom. And so I, I right off the rip, I'm like, I just got fished. And so got fished. Yeah. Let's pause right there. So you're telling, okay. So Brent, you, the first thing that you did was you checked and you tried to verify the link. Right. And that was, you noticed number one, that was off. Right. Once you started verifying and then you looked at the source code for the two, what was your like? I, I, what was your baseline? Did you were you using like the the original Hype Squad like web page, and then you pulled up this this other page, and you just compared the two like in real I, time? I had or? them side by side. Yeah, okay. it, 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 the immediate the immediate kind of like uh oh was when I loaded up the actual Hype Squad page. One, it was a different URL, um, and then yeah, in addition it. to that, yeah. So that right there was an immediate red flag. The page was it seemed more up to date. And then, you know, to my demise, when I scroll down to where the apply button's at, it's like, hey, we're not taking applications at this time. So it's like, oh, oof, oh man, <laughs> man, I'm just, just so I got, I oh, got ultimately hurts. fished here. You, you, Jason Bourne, the whole th- and the source code is like when you accidentally push one of the function keys, like in a web page, and it pulls up that. Yep, it's F, yep F12, and it pulls up the that's that stuff on the side, all the all that all the script and. It's all the base HTML for the website that it then populates and then you can scan through and go look at all of the individual resources that it's utilizing so you can hover over a link and go, eh. Did somebody go and write that? Like that's what the website is built off of, right? Correct. Well, someone someone used a tool. Someone, Yeah, that, okay. that is what the website's built off of, but someone used the tool and I guarantee you pointed it at the actual Hype Squad page, copied yeah. it over, they, they blanked out all the links and... They pushed it up to this website. They got a really good subdomain. I'm trying to think of what it was called at this point, but it was it looked legit. In addition to that, it also had a valid SSL certificate mm, for that subdomain. That, that's mm, so that's all the things why, why that I'm that normally used to looking at. Well, because that I mean that's a, that's usually a big telltale sign when it comes to phishing, and something that they hadn't really mastered for a long time was you would get you know a micro, an Office 365 link or a Yahoo link or whatever, and, and you'd click on it and immediately you, your browser is saying, Hey, this page isn't secure. I don't recommend going there. Almost now every modern browser. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so their workaround is, well, let's go ahead and throw a, a valid SSL certificate on there. 
and no one will ever think to question it. They're cheap. Uh, a cheap, a cheap subdomain cost can cost like two dollars a year. It's basically yeah, exactly. And you just exactly. you just throw you just throw away money on subdomains to trick people. It's ridiculous. And are the exactly. are the subdomains like the URLs? Like, I'm, am I navigating yes. to a subdomain yeah. every time I go to Facebook or something like that? And hold on, I'm I'm gonna pull up the email just real quick. So it was applysquad.com. Damn. Was the subdomain, <laughs> and it was secured, oh, and the SSL man. cert was registered to that to that domain, and so when it you know when that was in the message, it's like okay, well, it it looks good like that. That wouldn't surprise me if if Discord owned that subdomain because the companies all the time are buying subdomains that are relevant to their products and and services. Man, so yep, that's unfortunate. Man, that's so let, let me describe what I did real quick. Because okay. I don't think I ever yeah. got to that point, that that point, or you know, that part of the conversation was immediately. I changed my password, and then what a lot of people may not think to do in that situation, but it it immediately crossed my mind too was I also unlinked immediately unlinked my multi-factor and set up a brand new multi-factor on it so they wouldn't even have that same code generation right technique they wouldn't right. even have that original or code yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and so I did that immediately and I've not seen any repercussions since, but I think a lot of it was due to the fact that I did it so quickly and kind of driving us on into some of the conversation for the day. I only use that password for discord. It was, mm. that password was unique to discord. So I don't have yeah. to worry about them taking that and accessing my email or accessing my bank account or accessing There's my no cell phone over. account. So on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's no overlap there. Now, I, I, I would, I'd love to know out of our audience who doesn't use the same password for a lot of their stuff. I'd love mm -hmm. to hear about that. Look, yep. I just want to, I want to throw it out here. I'm going to count myself as an audience member for about two seconds. Actually, maybe I shouldn't. You know what? Never mind. It's too late. The cat's out of the bag. I'm going to snitch on myself. I've got a handful of things that I will use the same password for, uh, but they oh, have to be Jordan. in the same genre of app, if that makes sense. Ooh, and they also worse. have to be, Ugh. I guess that I get, look, I'm, I feel so disgusting right now explaining this, but I oh, feel no. like <laughs> it's important, right? With our theme today, uh, being, being passwords just in general, right? Uh, I've, I'm, I'm going to learn a lot of good stuff today. So does that mean I can get into your PlayStation account, your Xbox account, and your Steam account no, with the same password? No, because those have wallets tied to them. So they get the full, I have MFA tied to those. Those are like 12 to 16 character passwords. Uh, like nobody, okay, yeah, okay. I'm not losing those. I'm not losing those libraries. <laughs> like, we're at this point, I, I'm almost positive between Steam and Xbox. And this is probably the average for like serious gamers. But I, I'm definitely over like a thousand dollars spent on video games over the last 10 years. Like that's uh, on the library alone. I, I, I have to be, I'm not sure if there's an easy way to calculate it, but the, the, just the point being, those are the types of things that I don't like that's getting, those are getting big boy passwords. So, you know so I mean? without giving away too much information, cause you said similar genres and stuff like that, 
just broadly, what are you sharing passwords with just out of curiosity? Uh, yeah. So, um, maybe like, uh, and okay. So like Instagram and Twitter, I'm on those really heavily at like out of all of my social media. So those also have the full big boy treatment with MFA tied to both accounts, um, and 10 plus characters for the passwords that are randomly generated. Um, for any other social media account that I don't regularly use, uh, and yeah, that would be maybe like one of my throwaway Reddit accounts. Okay, so you you you, you scared me there at first, though. Yeah, I, 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 I also oh, felt God. the fear. Yeah, it no, sound yeah. as bad as I originally thought. I'm glad. Yeah. I thank you so much for setting me up to clarify because I, like I said, I felt really gross after I had admitted it, but then after I came back in and could kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, salt my way through. I was. Now I feel better. Now I feel more. So maybe I'm not an audience member. It's it's funny that you say that though, because I when I first got married, obviously you know, well I mean we we share accounts for a lot of things, and so sure, we were kind yeah. of sorting out whatever things we were wanting to share, and <laughs> in the midst of sharing passwords. I was like vomiting in my mouth for some of it because <laughs> it, it was like, <laughs> I mean, granted some of this stuff was made a long time ago. Uh, so, and my wife isn't the most tech savvy, so it wasn't on her brain, but it immediately just password generation, locking it down, individual passwords, like, it was the first thing. <laughs> we went through all the accounts and redid them all. And she's like, well, why? Why do I have to have all these? I like I'm never gonna remember that. And I was like, Yeah, that's the point. That that's the point. That's the point right there, baby. That's it. Don't don't yeah, don't sit there. No. So (laughs) And I don't um, say that from a high horse, because I I definitely like I don't think I was I started practicing good password hygiene until maybe four years ago, which is that's kind of a ways away, but not relatively, you know, I'm <laughs> I'll be 26 in, in about a month and uh, four years. I mean, I was still I was an adult, you know, so I think when we translate this conversation um, <clears throat> and we uh, use this as a smooth little segue here uh, and we talk about I think this topic can be applied to uh, people in my generation specifically. I don't know why I said my generation, because I'm pretty sure all of us are in the same generation. I don't know if it matters. I don't think it matters, but generally, <laughs> it's it's anyone who's been using passwords for yes. for yeah, any, any passwords, length of time, right? So I want to and, and I want to take a moment and talk about like how did we get where we are with passwords, right? How do we end up in this area where some people have this one singular password that they memorize, and some people have password managers that that do that for just a second? So originally, like computers were not networked, right? And so passwords weren't like a big, scary thing, right? You basically had to keep out the other people in your office, right? And that's pretty easy because people in your office can only punch buttons so fast, right? And um, so if you make a simple password like Hunter 2, then people aren't going to be able to get in quickly because it's going to take them a while to go through like whatever methodology they're using to cycle through words to get to to Hunter 2 or whatever. Old school brute force. Old school brute force, right? Uh, and that even continued to work, 
right on the internet for a while because nobody was thinking about password, like these password sprays. And even if they were, they couldn't handle an eight character password or even a six character password in many cases. And, you know, so at first we ended up uh, once again with like relatively simple passwords and and it just, and it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. And then as time went on, we, we came to the realization that, well, straight up dictionary words, you know, just like words out of a dictionary, like it, it, they, they're just too easy to guess. So then they made you start adding special characters into these passwords that had to, at this point, be probably eight characters long, right? So you ended up with like capital P at sign SSW0RD password, right? Something easy to remember looks vaguely like the word password. Use that and in you can do every that. single lab I ever did in school. That's that was the default. Mm-hmm. Yep. Welcome That's zero the default one. Microsoft password for all the labs. It, it, exactly right, and it's easy, but it meets complexity requirements, and that just means like how how challenging you have to make it so that a person or yeah, ideally even a computer can't guess it immediately or gosh within a reasonable time period. You know that depends on a lot of nuanced scenario and like details that I don't want to get into at the moment. Point being that what we've ended up with now is that those passwords don't really cut it anymore, right? And we still kind of pretend that they do. But the biggest problem about that is that with a password like that, you cannot store 20 of them in your brain. And not only that, but they're miserable to type out. And anything that resembles a word like password, P, at sign, SSW0RD, might as well be the word password in plain text or in like plain English to a computer. So like adding those special characters doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't actually make it any more complicated for the computers. It makes it more complicated for humans to type it in or read it. You know, I can't count the amount of times I've been trying to figure out, is that a capital O or is that a zero? I guess I'm just going to do the password twice and figure out which one's the winner. Um, That's the truth, though. It, dude, it is. I mean, how many times have you sat there and cursed the last person who was sitting in front of the system and you went, man, who typed in this password or who wrote this password? Is that an I or is that one of those like uppercase or is that one of those like pipe symbols that's that's below the backspace key, right? It's, it's or is very it an frustrating. L? Or is it an L? Literally Gosh. the worst. It's literally <laughs> the worst it's so thing bad. ever. So well, it's kind of like, what do, you, what do you do about it, right? I mean... We'll get to that. I promise we'll get, what do do you do about these problems, right? Anyways, so then people brought along the password managers, and password managers are good. What is a password manager? A password manager is a program where uh, it stores all of your passwords for you. In the best case scenario, it also recognizes what app on your phone you have open or what website is on your web browser, and it's able to interact with that and put in these passwords for you, so you never even have to look at the password. Ideally, these passwords are long enough that nobody's going to guess them. And as long as you know one password, that's the password to get into your password manager, and uh, I guess ideally your email, because your email is probably going to reset all of your passwords in the event of loss of your password manager, then you're then you're pretty good to go there. So so really quick, really quick, because yep. thinking thinking about audience, it's no longer people against people as yeah. far as some dude sitting in his room typing in passwords over and over again. It is not to be scary, but us versus the machine. So they have things in the background 
that are are processing these attacks or forced injuries. And so I think for the audience, it makes a lot of sense to think of it as you're not going up against another human brain. You're going up against a computer that can quickly output hundreds and thousands of you know entries at a time and just churn through them quickly. So that's that's kind of why it's important and why the complexity needs to be there because you know it's not just you know Joe Blow over there sitting there trying to crack your password. It's him hitting a button and saying, "Okay, go do this for me." Yep, and it's also why we have account lockouts, which everyone mm-hmm. hates, but there is certainly a <laughs> reason behind that. Right, I love that's, them. from a security standpoint, they are absolutely necessary. There. Yeah, number and that's, one that's the number of times. Feature. Yeah, number of times you can actually input a uh, password. I'll, I'll get I'll get yeah. to that. I'll get to that. Yeah. I am just I just want to say Matt you're doing a great job so far. I am I'm just uh I'm I'm entranced by the words that you're saying right now. There's a lot of history mm. here, right? That you're you're kind of it throwing is. out and and kind of skewing through. Um I don't know if you were going to get to this, but I looked up like some years, right, to kind of lay out a timeline. I only got two dates, Ooh. so it's going to take 30 seconds to throw this out there, right? Yeah, bring them on. Computers, all right? So we're just going to start one to 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 kind of set the timeline. Computers have been a, a part of like commercial business since the 1950s, like the early 1950s. The first guy or the guy who created passwords, uh, he was some nerd that went to MIT and apparently he did it out of necessity, not security. That happened in uh, the 1960s, the very early 1960s. So we've had passwords since since the 60s. Uh, And that's insane to me to think of of how much, because I know you're about to lay it down, Matt, but how much passwords have changed since I hopped on my first computer and, you know, created my first username password combo or whatever to now yes. we're talking about like security hashes and the, oh, it's crazy. All right. And so yes. thank you, Matt, for letting me interject there. I'm going to hand this back to you. Take us away. Okay. So uh, where we left off is basically we're stuck in a position with eight character passwords, some of which we've remembered. Maybe we've moved to a password, ma- a password manager and they're, they're terrible to enter because they to make them secure, they have to basically be illegible, easy for machines, bad for humans. Humans just like once again, who can tell the difference between uppercase I and a lowercase L in you know yeah a, a thousand different fonts, right? And who knows what the manufacturer is going to pick? And some of those passwords can be cracked within an hour. And and I'm going to have lots of show notes and um, lots of data that that our listeners can crawl through and see how I came to my conclusions. But I'm of the mindset personally that an eight character password doesn't really cut it in scenarios where there isn't a robust account lockout feature. Uh, I would also say there's concerns with eight character passwords with, um, you know, if you get a known hash or that, and that's when, um, a pass like when a computer handles a password, it doesn't. It, it oddly enough doesn't actually handle a password. It handles a an encrypted password version. Think of it like um, you know this a, a virtual password. Um, I'm sorry, it's 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 really hard to describe. Uh, j- just think of it that the the computer doesn't doesn't deal with the actual password of it deals with the hash anyways if you get the computer's version of your password maybe think about the computer's version of your password that's probably the simplest way i can do it if you get the computer's version of your password then you can try passwords over and over again against the known mechanism that creates that 
And if you get if you get a match, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And guess what? It's it's not going to surprise you to know that an eight character password is easier to match up than say like a fifteen character password. Okay, so Matt, let me let me pause you right there. All right, if I'm not mistaken, you're ta- you're talking about security hashes and passwords, right? Like what yep. what uh, unique uh, string of computer language your password is translated into when you put that password in, right? So the concept yes. behind Thank security you. hashes is that there is a unique. Uh, we'll call it computer language, <laughs> a, yeah, a unique it, yes. string of computer language tied to your password mm-hmm. that when you put that in, that's what the, the computer is seeing. So that, what Matt yeah, is that, kind of referencing right now is yes, with, with these different types of programs or, or uh, whatever Matt spoke to here, they're looking to kind of recreate that, that unique string of computer language so that they can, keep your password on file for Skynet things and such, correct? Basically, it's like a secret handshake. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you only get the password if you know the secret handshake. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this this may be, I'm so sorry, I'm just, uh, on this idea of security hashes, just really quick, you know what? Never mind. I don't need to ask this question. (laughs) Go ahead, continue, Matt. All right, so uh, I do want to say NIST, that's the U.S.'s National Institute of Standards and Technology. Um, NIST does still recommend eight-character passwords. They, they also have a bunch of other things that they recommend, um, which I'm going to get into here in, in just a little bit. Um, but I want, to get, I want to get to where are we now and what are the current recommendations and, and just kind of talk about like oh, some overall concepts there before I let's, get into like best practices it, yeah. and stuff. Take, okay, us, take so, us on the journey. Eight character passwords that are that are useful, confusing, and unfortunate, and hard to type in. You know, it's hard to be like uppercase S, lowercase D, dollar sign, number five, whatever. So um, the new theory is that you should be thinking about passphrases. What is a passphrase? A passphrase is a string of words together. You can separate them with special characters. You know, I have some favorite special characters that I like to use in my past favorite in my past phrases that I feel like enhance readability. And uh, I'm just going to take some random words. I'm going to think of some right now: dogs, rabbits, yummy, hotel. That is a fantastic passphrase. That thing's got to be at least like it's got to be broached on like 20 characters long i might throw a six in there somewhere you know just wherever and uh when it comes to type it in so i can log back into google on my tv or back into netflix on my tablet or whatever it's going to be way easier than uppercase r lowercase t carrot carrot lowercase u i uppercase i lowercase l bracket oh my God, bracket this is star so, so you're saying it is it is recommended you know, in modern today, in mm-hmm. modern today, to use passphrases, just kind of like you you just laid out right now, just a, a random yeah. string of of words. And so, uh, hold on, though. I, that that's that's interesting to me though, because with dictionary brute force hacking, it, it go it, like it goes through the dictionary, just inserts words. So, ex, explain like how how does why, that how is that better? Yeah, damn, Sean. How is that better? Holes. It's, it's, holes because, it, it's because the pass the concept of, of password entropy. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how to do the math. I looked at the math and I said, 
I haven't seen those math symbols since Calc 1. I dropped out of engineering for a reason. I'm going to assume that these guys know what they're talking about. I put some notes in the show notes. You can go look at the math yourself if you're a mathematician or if you're just smarter than me. It's also, though, you know, keep in mind, too, it's also about context because, like, if you said, you know, uh, I like DeLoreans as my password. Yeah, that's a bad password. That's a phrase. That's That's fair. Technically, that's a phrase. Right. Technically, that's a phrase, though, but it's not a secure phrase because that's all sequential. Like, that's an actual sentence. Where, where the, the actual security comes from is the randomness of the words that you choose. Um, and then, like you said, throw a six somewhere in there. Even if it's between the words, just to keep it easy, yes. that still is phenomenal from the security standpoint. There's not going to be a lot of brute force anytime soon anyways that's going to crack that it, it it might crack it but it's gonna be a long time we're talking what five plus years to crack something like that if not longer That's so the insane. point is not the point is not the words so much as the context the as in if the if there's no sequential sentence structure it will then no longer be as easy because then it's not Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I play devil's advocate naturally, so you'll have to forgive me. It's, you know, part of what I do. I'm gonna step. I'm gonna go a step further. I'm gonna say the big key is just get the numbers. You're just trying to get the length up. That's the entire goal. The entire right. goal is get right. is get the password length as as long as you can. Yeah, you're checking a bunch of boxes there. Yeah, and and so you know the goal is that if you have you know if you have an uppercase a lowercase an uppercase letter, a lowercase letter, a number, and a special character in there, and I'm trying to hack your account, I pretty much have to honor that you could throw any of those characters into any of those spots. And on that, what, like a 20-character password that I put out there? That's not, you're not getting anything, dog. Good luck. I, I, pulled, some, I pulled some numbers from, um, from Bitwarden. We're going to talk about Bitwarden in a bit. I pulled some, some numbers from Bitwarden's passphrase or password checker. Uh, that's going to be in the show notes. You want to go check out your passwords, go hey, go to Bitwarden's password checker. Do not put in your password. Put in something like your password. Uh, so I, I, I picked something with the old method. I used the word targets, capital T, at sign, R-G-3-T-S, exclamation point. And that got cracked in 53 seconds, or it would be cracked in 53 seconds in a sub-ideal. Oh, scenario. man. <laughs> As opposed to mm. I did my space targeted space account uh, with a capital M. Now, the space does actually count as a special character, so I have everything but a number in there. And um, that takes six years. So it's, Holy it's, crap. It, I mean, like, yes. So Holy crap. Moving it. Moving it fr- away from a sentence is definitely better because it increases the, the randomness. And, and that's the objective. You just want to increase the randomness. So let's move on. We, we, I feel like we covered passphrases. Let's talk about password managers. Okay, so now I know I have these readable passphrases that I no longer want to stab out my eyes. Every time I have to <laughs> use one of these things or cut off my fingers or cut off the fingers of the last engineer or you got somebody, I don't know. What do you do with them? Well, you got to stick them somewhere, somewhere useful. And I'm going to tell you what, reading them from a notebook's not a lot of fun. It's hard to update those and it's hard to keep track. You never know where the right website is. So uh, I recommend a password manager. Um, a couple password managers. I'm going to throw out some names for you. Uh, these are also, once again, the show notes. Um, 
if you're looking for something kind of simple, there's Bitwarden. You know, uh, I don't want to say it's simple as in it's lacking features, um, but it is simple as in if you haven't worked with a lot of bit with a lot of password managers or you want something that just works. This is what I want for you, or the, sorry, this is what I suggest for you. I'm a, I'm a bit partial to it too, by the way. I I, I, I use that also. for work and for personal, and I've also talked to the developers, and I I value what they do. So, just just a little yeah, side I'd, I'd note say, there. I'd say intuitive. Yeah, and if you chip it a couple extra, if you chip it a couple bucks a month, it'll give you multi-factor authentication, and that just means that it'll it'll keep those those passwords when you um you know it'll, instead of sending you a text, you can get the you can get the the code from inside Bitwarden. So I, I like Bitwarden also. I think it's a good product. Uh, for somebody who wants some something that's a little more robust, uh, there's KeePass. KeePass is um, another password manager. It's well known in the IT industry and uh, has a ton of extensions, so you can do it a lot what you want with it. I think the big advantage of KeePass, I think that you you host your own server and you hold your own data, as opposed to where Bitwarden they 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 do they do host their own data, but they do a good job doing it. That's as much as I can say, uh, at least from the perspective that I have. With KeePass, you're, I think you're going to host your own data. Once again, it's a little more um, advanced because there's going to be a lot more steps to get up and going. But both good products. Uh, KeePass is free, free, free. So that's free as in speech, not free as in beer, I believe. I recommend both of those. Uh, if you want help, please come to our Discord. We will. We would love to help you out in the tech support channel and get you set up on password managers. I, I personally feel... Like, I want to help people get on the password manager so bad. Please come to our Discord and ask for help. And, and, and I, yeah. let's, let's clarify yes. something. A sticky note on your monitor, not a password manager. That's Excel not a password sheet. manager. Thank Thank you. You. An Excel keyboard, sheet. Not it. <laughs> yeah, an Excel sheet with all your passwords in it. That's not a password manager, guys. I tell people all the time, please do not do that. Please, let's let's figure out a different solution. Hey, have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts what I see still these days. Keep in so, mind. Uh, yep, go ahead. I, I do have a question. Yeah. You know, Hit one me. of the ones out there is is LastPass. And yeah. they had a they had a breach. So what mm, I'm trying to think about how to phrase this. So there's there's only so much you can do, right? So and maybe that's part of the difference between hosting it locally where you are on your own server versus the having it hosted somewhere else. Well, so I actually have some you, input you, into that theory. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do we think about, you know, if one gets busted, what about the others? I guess that's the question. Something that I've seen recently that I don't necessarily agree with, and I and I know that this could go down a long, long road in this conversation because I don't think we previously discussed it, but I'm seeing a lot of password managers these days also handle MFA generation. Yep. And I feel like that's a big no-no. And the reason I say that is because of the example that you just described. If someone hacks mm -hmm. one of these platforms and somehow gets the information, do you want them to just have your password? Or do you want them to also have your password and your MFA? Yeah. Because yeah, if, point, if they get your password database, you still have your MFA in your hand typically on, on your authenticator right. app on your phone, whether it's Authy, Microsoft Authenticator, Google Authenticator, whatever. You still have the other link to them being able to get into your account. If you're storing your password and your MFA seed in the same entry on, let's say, Bitwarden or KeePass or LastPass, whatever, 
you you now have lost everything. And keep in mind too that regardless of the fact of whether you have a, a, an extreme password on your on your master account, you know your master uh, password manager account, or you know you have MFA on it or whatever, that's that's one hurdle that someone has to get through to get access to everything. So right. you, you've essentially put one door to your whole house and it's, and it's, it may not be the most secure door. So that, that, that's my thing is like, if anyone is using that, at least in my opinion, and I'd be curious to hear Matt's perspective on this too, because he's more, even more security minded than me, but I do not think as, as nice as the feature is, I do not think it's a great idea to store your MFA along with the password on an, on a, a password manager as convenient as it may be, because I just feel like you're giving, you're giving someone all the keys to the castle, essentially. I strongly agree with you. Sometimes I feel like necessity dictates that you do that. Just like, just realistic, man. Like I, I'm just being super real here. Best practice, absolutely not. But man, sometimes there's a business case. And um, at the end of the day, security answers to the business needs of the business, not the other the other way around. The tail does not wag the dog. Right. So, and and there's, so there's cases where there, it's so like it's quote unquote shared, which you know, obviously that's recommended against anyways, but sometimes that's unavoidable. Sometimes unavoidable. there's a singular account that 15, 20 people need access to. You, of course you want MFA on it because you don't want anybody in the, in the outside world getting to it. You don't want anybody externally to be able to get access to it. However, you've got to be able to share that amongst, you know, your coworkers, staff, whatever. So then it's a great solution for it. Don't get me wrong. But you at home and, and you got your bank account and stuff like that, I I would prefer against it. Like I, it's just one more step you can take. I think there is going to be a day and time where, you know, the, the computers are going to start somehow hacking that too. Like I feel like with yeah. AI learning and machine learning and stuff like that, it's only going to get worse. It's going to get harder and harder to secure your stuff. Bet. Sorry, I, did, I didn't mean the rabbit trail, but I thought it might be something to discuss because it seemed pertinent. Um, yeah. So we, we don't have to continue on it. I, I, I think we've covered it, but it, it was just something on my brain. Um, I do want to say that uh, these password companies, they should be encrypting and then what's called salting and hashing the data. And basically that means that not, it makes it very hard to crack. Basically the, when you salt data, when you hash something, you encrypt it. You make it unreadable by humans. And then when you salt that hash, that means that you, you throw in garbage, basically. Just Sounds junk, like a tasty fluff. breakfast to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Air day. Yeah. Salt and hash flakes. <laughs> and it just means it means it's even harder to, to, to decrypt because you have to, not only do you have to figure out what the heck it says, you have to figure out what the heck's garbage. And <laughs> that, those are all nulls and things you got to throw out. Okay, uh, I know we're pre running pretty late on time here, guys. I just want to go ahead and run through some best practices real quick. You know, number one, definitely recommend, please use a password manager. It's going to ask you for a master password. That's your password to access your passwords. Make that a good passphrase, one you're definitely not going to forget. An example of this mm. would be correct battery staple horse uh, from XKDC fans out there. Uh, please do not use that one. That one is, like, very well known on the internet. Number two, uh, <laughs> please use multi-factor authentication. That means... Means, you know, whenever it asks you to check that, whenever you're in an account, it says, do you want to use MFA and or multi-factor? And then it asks you to scan a QR code and put it into Authy, your Microsoft Authenticator, or Google Authenticator, or anything. Please do that. Do that on every account that you possibly can. If 
you are in a position where you can make design choices. I've got some standards from NIST for you. Once again, that's the National Institute of Standards and Technology. One, enable show password. Most people are not going to be um, shoulder surfing. If they are, hopefully your passphrase is long enough that they're not going to remember it. Once again, throw, throw a number in there or something. It makes it a little bit harder. Number two, those passwords must be stored securely. That means hashed, as we've talked about. Number three, and this is a big one, lock after multiple failed attempts. Uh, I like somewhere between three and five. And the whole goal here is to stop somebody from trying a thousand passwords at once. And why, from my opinion, it's why NIST still says that an eight character password is okay is because when you pair it with this and with a really strong blacklist, then those two things together make password sprays very challenging. And a password spray is when you're an attacker and you just like try to shoot passwords over and again. Password, welcome zero one, uniform, whatever, see what you get. Next, no more password periodic resets. Uh, I will say in a little addendum here, some audits will require that you do this still, but NIST says in their special publication, 800-63B, under the section 5.1.1.2, Memorize Secret Verifiers. Oh, Lord. That you, yeah, I looked all this up. I read it. I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. That you no longer do password periodic resets because it just makes people do password one exclamation point. Password two exclamation point. And that's also super guessable by a computer and not useful. Next, focus on length, not complexity. In fact, they even say don't require complexity requirements. And once again, those complexity requirements are at signs and numbers and uppercases and lowercases. Uh, I personally don't don't think I would I would recommend that yet. I, I'm not too sure personally. Uh, my personal feeling is 16 character passphrase is. Um, and at that point, I would just remove complexity requirements because I don't care. 16 characters just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, next, in tandem with that, is monitor for frequent password rotation. If you aren't rotating passwords because you no longer have password resets, then password rotations are suddenly like, that's a suspect thing. Why are you doing that? You shouldn't need to do that. And then next is multi-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication, multi-factor authentication. Please preach it everywhere. Do it on your... Any way that you connect into your environment, you should be talking about multi-factor authentication. If um, I, I know it's a little bit of a hassle, but it's way less of a hassle than cleaning up a breach. So that's my spiel about password is it, managers. Is it like stuff. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, if, if Beetlejuice, you say Beetlejuice. MFA enough times, yeah, MFA, it, like, MFA, it'll MFA. magically appear. Yeah, Gosh, people I wish. start using it. <laughs> Bro, there are so many times in my career when I wish I could just sit there and be like MFA. MFA, MFA, and poof, it would be enabled for my You know what's unfortunate about, about MFA and stuff like that? It, and just like a quick like note to anybody listening that's not familiar with it is that it's called a bunch of different things. You might see it mm -hmm. references two-factor. You might see it references multi-factor. It might not even be referenced as that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it could be... SMS it, it could be a number back. of different things. Yeah, million different. Right, things. I recommend just checking like the security tab or whatever mm -hmm. account you're logged into and look around, see see what else is beside the you know yep. whole change your password field yep. and see right if they there. do offer any alternative authentication. Because I, I highly recommend it if if you if you sit down and think about it and say I would really hate for someone to get their hands on this account, you probably want to lock it down. Yep. Um, and if it doesn't have multi factor. I highly recommend getting into the routine, and I know this is easier said than done, but getting into the routine of changing it on a regular basis. Uh, and, and especially if, if, you, uh, if you're using something that's simple, like just password, if you already have that. identified 
listening to this podcast that you've got a really bad password, go change it right now. Like as soon as yeah. you listen to this, go change your password. Go change it. Right uh, now. Go Brent, change I your do, password. I, I do I do just want to go ahead and say, um, because I have to, unfortunately, that the NIST recommendation is specifically not to change unless you suspect breach. You should just throw a good password that, on there. That to is begin true. With. That is that is the that official is so, recommendation. So a very good password to start with. Yes, but the, that's the goal. The goal is that all all of these other things only work with the other things in place. Uh, you shouldn't be using like eight character passwords like basketball. That is an example of a dictionary password. It's also like number nineteen on this number one like password dump out of thousands of uh, millions of passwords. So if your password right. is the word basketball, you definitely need to go change your password this second, please. Somebody is trying to log into your account right now. So I think that's that's our technical topic. Uh, we got a fun topic here next. And uh, that, like George said... Hold, yeah, oh, wait, what? hold on. Uh, hold, hold on, on, Matt. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. First of all, I want to give you some kudos because that was a great... I learned so much. You know? I mean, I, I already got good password hygiene, so it ain't nothing to me. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I did learn <laughs> I some knowledge. I'm sensing some contradiction there, Jordan. You know what I mean? Right? No kidding, earlier. man. Jordan forgot. Hey, look. Hold on. Wait. But then Matt started talking oh, about God. the nitty-gritty, and I was like, all right, I do that. Okay, number two, I did that. Oh, number three, boom, beat me to it. I did that. Look, I checked all the boxes, so no problem there. Look, I, I don't want to talk about passwords no more. I want to talk about video games. Okay. What's no, the, no, 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 uh, no. We, we've got oh. we've got the password blacklist. <laughs> okay, the blacklist. Oh, the okay, blacklist. okay, 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 okay. I'll do the blacklist quick. You're right. Sorry. Um. So the password blacklist. Uh. So there's a bunch of things that you don't want people to put as your passwords, and I mean this in all seriousness. Password is definitely one of them. Uh, you should also be banning things like seasons. People love to put seasons as their password. Ban that. Ban that. Ban that. Don't allow anybody to do it. Um. If you're if you're if your password is password or it has anything to do with the season or a year, go change all that right now. If it's a year, go change that too. Those should all be on blacklist. Those are all passwords. Blacklists are is a list of things that that you cannot tolerate in your environment because they are too high of a risk. Um, because they're used, and because if I mean I don't even say if everybody I mean like everybody is like somebody's attacking your account at some point in time. Like it's happening to everybody. And people are guessing your email. Emails are all over the place. It's so easy to get a list of emails. They got your email. Now they're going to start doing the passwords. Oh, you got a Gmail address? I wonder if I'll just go to mail.google.com and start hitting your passwords. And if your password is dragon, uh, that's like number nine on the password list, For the, by the way, of, of passwords that you shouldn't have. Uh, you should go change your password for passwords dragon. So let's, um, let's, let's then, back up real yeah. quick. Yep, there yep, is in the show notes an, an yes. actual web link to the blacklist and oh, be, what that does warned. is it shows you all of the ones that have been compromised and the number one ones that have been used or like like that's count from, by the way so if oh, you're that's at the count. top that's okay. count so so number one so the password one two three four five i think it is the number one is the most used password in the world if that's your password i guess you have the password to druidia and and president scrooge's <laughs> luggage and one, uh, also you need to go change two. your password please oh that's the password to my luggage um yeah before warned if you go to that list uh there's some uh, uh profanity so uh, yeah just, there's just there's, heads up there's if you quite see a bit some of profanity. janky stuff. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, let's. Um, I mean, like it, this is. I mean, these these are just numbers and counts. It's just it's just data, dog. We didn't come up with these things, but here they are. 
you know, I, I personally, I recommend go check it out. See if your password's on there. If your password's on there, please go change your password. So Yeah, like immediately. Now, <laughs> immediately. So now the fun stuff. Uh, and like Jordy said, I'm here to tell you guys why you're all wrong about the number one video games. Uh, so my my number one video game. Uh, I, I was Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Well, before... oh, that was way too quick. Way too quick. Wait. Okay. Way too quick. All right. Wait. Before, before we start, you have to lay out rules. All right. Do series count? All right. So, so like num like multiple titles in this yeah. series of games. yeah, sure. If for Why whatever not? reason, I want okay, okay, perfect. Okay, and whatever. Um, no, what George is gonna okay, pick that was now. it. That was my only question. Go ahead, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, if mine is part of a series, but uh, it is not. It is not the full series. Uh, I man, I love Morrowind. I still feel like Morrowind for me is pinnacle RPG. That's it. Solid. Did, it it did not age super well. I have played and beaten Morrowind no. within the past three years. No. It took, yeah, I did it. It took a long time. Man, that game is so big, and there's just so much depth, and it's it's a long series. It was my first time I ever I ever actually beat it from beginning to end with zero cheats. And um, it's, a, it's a major challenge, but, uh, man, what a beautiful game. And there's just so much flexibility, and you just don't did see Did you that know anymore. that they were actually trying to put a mod in that would update the graphics, and it got mm-hmm. nixed? Uh, I've, I'm, I'm I've heard sure a lot nixed. of rumors over the years. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Currently, where am I wasting my time? Uh, my time gets split between two major things. Uh, one is Distant Worlds as my... I don't really want to call it Stellaris replacement because I'm just not sure it's there yet, but it hasn't had six plus years of development. So give it time. Um, and that's a four X, um, fair play civilization. It's like civilization in space, man. It's grand strategy. Basically. Yeah. Start, start, start with one colony, make, make more colonies, drill out asteroids, whatever. Uh, and the other one is Elden ring, which, uh, obviously super popular right now. For those that don't simp. know, yeah, Boo. it's it's pretty good. Um, oh wow, he dropped the simp on you. I know, I know <laughs> this man did you not just say simp. Oh my, I didn't hear that. Goodness, all right. Wow. Okay, so uh, was, so Matt's dirty. number one is Morrowind. Bad. That's your number one. That's your number one. That, that's my that's right. my that's my number one pass, uh, and that that's where I'm going. Who's going next? Now. Who's I going heard next? It was you, dog. I can't wait to argue with you. Oh, it's me. Just go ahead, Jordy. Just go. All right, so <clears throat> I'm gonna. Oh man, this is. I thought about this one for a little bit. All right, because it's between a few of them, but uh, I'm just gonna narrow it down to one, and that's gonna be the Bioshock series for me. All right, minus Ooh, Bioshock okay. Two. I don't think the game yeah. is bad, but uh, I mean, it is. It is overshadowed by Bioshock One and Bioshock Infinite and the DLC that ties them both together. I mean, there is that's so that polite. world to me. I, I play that game yearly. Like I'm, I'm getting ready. It's it, the season's coming up. I'm getting ready <laughs> to play it again here in a few weeks. And it's, it's probably the game that I've gone back to and played the most. Uh, there's, there's just a, Oh man, it's so immersive and it's grimy and it's, it's dirty. Like it's a world that feels lived in, you know what I mean? And it's like, every time I go back, it's one of those games that I'm, I'm it's finding immersive. something new. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I just can't like, no, no contest. I, I'll, I'll fight that one. I'll die, I'll die on that hill. I'll take that one to the grave. Like, uh, it's a fantastic series. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really yeah. good choice. And, and the moral I, and choices, like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, like between you know, like saving the little girls or you know absorbing their like, oh man, yeah, Dude. man. Yeah. And and you know by the yeah. time I don't want to spoil it, but by the time you get to Infinite, they take those that 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 moral choice and they they turn it into moral ambig ambiguity. Like it's just that they're trying to tell ambiguity. you or teach you. There you go. I can't speak at all. Thank you. They're they're trying to teach you like it doesn't matter what your choices are from beginning to end. This character's you know pathway will always end the same. And and so it took me probably four or five playthroughs <laughs> to figure it out. But there's just this there's this underlying tone to both games. Oh, it's outstanding to storytelling. Out, outstanding, fantastic. That's all right. Feel. So Jordy, it's it's past and present. Is it is that fulfilling both? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. So I, I, oh, I, think, wow. Bioshock, I think that's so that's that's fulfilling. Wow. Okay. Man. Yeah. Actually, mm, uh, yeah. I'll, no I'll, Halo. Uh, really? No Halo. Dude, I, I, I yeah, when I think of another game that stacks up, I, I don't think to Bioshock. I don't know that there is one from my childhood that that meets the same. Uh, I I don't know. I think I was eleven or twelve when I played the first Bioshock, and I had played a lot of video games up to that point. I've played a lot of video games since. I don't know that I get the same feeling playing any other game as, as when I'm going okay. through Bioshock. Yeah, so I think hey, that's mine. You know. I think it's for both. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Past and present. All right, all right, all right. Brent, go next. Okay, my, so my past one is an old Super Nintendo title called Earthbound. Mm. Um, gosh, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. It's a, it's a role-playing game. You follow around uh, Ness. I know everybody knows Ness because Ness has made multiple appearances now in Smash Brothers. Um, so if you don't know who Ness is, that's who Ness is. And if you don't know where Ness came from, well, he came from, technically, it's the Mother series. Uh, that's how it was known in, in Japan. When it came to the West... They rebranded it as Earthbound. And unfortunately, there's multiple titles in the series. Earthbound is the only one that technically made it to the West. Um, but it is a phenomenal game that, like I said, it was for Super Nintendo. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's like your old school kind of role-playing game. It, it, re, it reminds me, previous to playing it, it, the only thing I had played that was like it would be like the old school Final Fantasy games where you've got, you know, a team of characters and they all have their own separate skills and own separate inventories and you know you're managing them you know through fights and stuff like that but just the storyline and the and the cultural references and all that phenomenal um and then my modern day one which actually i do believe jordy is the one that recommended this game to me oh i already know what you're about to drop oh it's yeah a and hell so hellblade it's a new sacrifice technically is what it's called but i just referenced it as hellblade, hellblade my yeah notes, that works but, so good uh just and i don't even know i mean it's like a psychological thriller slash puzzle game slash just like a real emotional experience into mental illness and it is phenomenal i highly recommend everybody play that i picked it up for like 10 bucks when it was on sale dude it is and it is by far the best 10 dollars i've ever spent on, on anything I I I'm just I just want to build off of this really quick and I, the the piece of it that uh, for that game that stood out for me was the um it's what you said Brent that how it kind of walks you through this journey of mental health the character that you play as 
Senua has, uh, it's like schizophrenia or like a severe case of psychosis. And so you're playing the entire game with voices in the back of your head. If and you have to play this game with a headset, uh, and because the, the voices are constantly talking to you and it gets to the point where they're giving you call outs that the game trains you to realize like, Oh, Hey, there's somebody on your right. And there have been many a time for me playing through that game where you get in the later half, I get a call out and there's nobody there. And the enemy was on my, on, on the other, on the other side. Right now, I'm not trying to mm -hmm. minimize like <laughs> the severity of, of those kinds of, you know, mental disorders uh, or, or disabilities, um, w you know, whatever your preference, but, just the the amount of work that went into making that game what it was uh, all the way down to like the the Norse mythology uh, and then again into the mental health stuff they actually I think if you have the game in the menu there's they added a whole documentary on what they did they and did. the science and, and it's the research totally that they worth did. the watch fantastic it is so good all right I didn't want to steal that anymore I'm done oh, no no, so no good, you're fine bro. and, and so just good. just a little throw out too uh, Hellblade 2 is on its way it's been delayed way. far too much, but hey, that's all right, it's, it's on its way. It'll be yes, here sir. before we know it. Yes. So, uh, so good. So, man. Sean, it's all you, sir. All right. Uh, this was a hard one for past because there were a lot of games that shaped me as a gamer. and But the one that stood out the most was Dungeon Siege Legends of Arana. I don't know if any of you have heard of that, but it... Um, so what's it called, Sean? Dun it's Dungeon Siege Legends of Arana. So they made okay. So they made a couple more and don't recommend. Um, didn't really care for them, especially three. Three was such a disappointment. Uh, anyway, um, but I distinctly remember going to Circuit City with my dad and him having it in the car. And us just like, I, I held it in my hands and it was like flipping it over and reading the book and looking at the CD and the art cover. And it was just fantastic, but it's an RPG. And it was the first RPG I had ever played. And that was when my whole gaming world shifted. That's what got me into Oblivion, Skyrim, everything onward RPG wise was based off of this game. And I still play it. I know that obviously Brent and Matt would have also went through this, but Sean, you're the closest to my age. So I think we would have went through it around the same time, but that, that gap from games that aren't RPGs to, to playing my first RPG blew my mind. Like, and I think it might've been I Steel Republic. I think that might've been my first one. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I put so many hours into that game. I, I dozens and dozens and dozens. And that game was played, uh, through years, you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. Just getting to make my own choices and getting to feel like I'm the character that's that's rolling through everything. I love that. The difference with Dungeon Siege is that it's pretty much on rails, right? Um, just because of the graphical and computing right. limitations of the time, it's pretty on rails, but the storyline was captivating. I mean, gosh, just you wanted to keep playing it, and I still do. Like, I, I will boot it up, like, probably once every quarter and still turn it out and just sit there for hours. So that's, that's my past. Present is Factorio. And that's going to be kind of weird, but so it I've heard is about this one. A, Tell me, yeah, yeah, let's get in, get in depth. Factorio with this one 
Yeah, it's great for uh, people dude, who so... get off work and then want to go to work again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's... Oh, You're not wrong. So I know I'm not is, wrong. You... Yeah, the premise is you, you've landed on a planet and you have to basically build a rocket ship to get back off. The problem is as you build your base and you start producing resources, it then produces pollution. There are aliens on the planet that feed and mutate off of this and then attack your base. So it's this juxtaposition of I need to make sure my base expands so that I can produce the things I need to make the rocket while simultaneously trying to feed guns and trains that have uh, bombing shells on it to try and min-max your base to be as mo the most efficient it possibly can be to get to the end. And Let me pause like, you right there, Sean. I ugh. I'm so sorry. I have such a stupid, stupid question. I have been playing video games for decades at this point. It's plural, all right? I have no okay. idea what min-maxing means. Somebody tell me. Please. So min-maxing is where you find the perfect balance between utilization. Like you don't go over resources and you don't go under. So you're, you're producing at maximum output with the least amount of effort okay. possible. Now this is so, like and damage, you know, if that's what you want or. Correct. Uh, you know, okay. You're okay. building okay. to be. Um, the best in, in class. The epitome Oops. of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yeah. You're trying to make sure all the stats are correctly um, positioned and put together to, yeah. to reach the optimum. All right. See, outcome. I knew how to do that. I know that, right? I just didn't. Yes. God, I couldn't find an explanation anywhere. Good so, Lord. Exactly. So I come back to like this game scratches a part of my brain that ugh, it, it's bad. Like hits my dopamine receptors super hard but let me ask that you would this be mine. that's mine so for your does that game does it not scratch the same itch as like a minecraft or um what was that no, game that you were not, playing when i was still mm -hmm. in tennessee the it was like a, an isometric view you know over top and uh, you were that's building a is. factory it's factorial. oh it's factorial yep. man factorial. i'm thinking of a different yeah. game then i'm thinking of a different game yeah. okay no. all right no, no that it's makes the same. sense it's yep. isometric top okay. down yeah perfect mm -hmm. That's that's mine. It, but Matt is right. <laughs> it's it's a job. It's a job. Yeah, it's work simulator. You're like Dwight from The Office, uh, Second Life. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Some of those are fun to unwind with, though. Honestly, I, I don't know how that makes sense. Don't ask me why, but I've played a couple of you know the simulation games where it's like you turn your this brain. There's no possible way this could be fun, and and you. Two hours later, I'm like, I just played this game for two hours. I, I don't know Dude, why I did that. There was a. a You're couple not talking years about ago. Power Washer Simulator, are you? <laughs> no, the one, the most recent example would be the PC building simulator or something oh, like that. Man. Like in your own little IT yeah. shop. You know, I'm really into the. Um, uh, it, they're kind of like the Factorio type games, but I can't do graphics that old. Um, so you know, I'm. I just. You elite. There's this one. <laughs> There's this uh what is, it's called Mars Surviving Mars. When I found mm, this game yeah. uh, a couple years ago, I love the base building. I love uh the oh man, when I found that game a couple years ago, I I think my wife and I were on leave and uh we came back home and I was 
I was staying up for eight, 10, 12 hours a day playing Surviving Mars, where the whole idea is just, <laughs> to, you just, you're setting up a base. You're trying to Elon Musk, you know, Mars. That's, you're, that's you're surviving the, Mars. That's literally yeah. it. Yep. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was still functioning like a regular adult. You know, I'd do my normal stuff, hang out with the family. And then when everybody went to sleep, just like a little rat, I was in the back surviving Mars. <laughs> like that's what a little doing. rat. You know, that's it. Another one of those games, oh, Frostbite. No. That's another one. Um, or not Frostbite. Frostbite. All right, we could we could keep going forever. We yeah, I go on forever. forever. So let's. All right, I just yeah. I love those games. That's it. Yeah. Alrighty. What a good episode. Is that is that wrap? Yeah. There? Yeah. yeah, that's I it. I think that's well, a wrap. I think well, that's folks, a wrap. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to Digital Ascent uh, podcast. Uh, please, please, please come by our Discord and ask us about password managers. We do want to help you. Uh, if you're not in Discords, we do have a forum. Uh, if not that, then I don't know. Come to our Discord. I guess you can try and get my number. We'll talk about video me. games or something. I don't know. Yeah, we got a bunch oh, of Oh, yeah. Come channels. talk about video games, man. We'll it doesn't have anything. to be password we'll managers. We'll talk about anything. We'll literally talk about anything. Yeah, that's, it's, that's uh, fair. It's we a just, bunch of this stuff. We just, we just out there BSing, hanging out. So, uh, well, thanks for tuning in. And um, we will catch you guys with the next episode. Take it easy. See you. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Make sure to stop by our website at digitalascent.tech, our Discord channel, and our forum. Take care till next time.